Keep Justin Herbert's name out of your mouth. The Chargers superstar quarterback showed the entire country what he is able to do in prime time, and the Chargers defense throttled to a tongue of Iloa and the explosive Miami Dolphins offense. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome in to the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined by this smiling co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for six seasons now, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. And there's not many wins we've been more excited to talk about than this one, David. But thank you guys again for making us your first listen, as always, for this super special Chargers postgame show. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Well, David, Justin Herbert silenced the haters in a gigantic win for the Chargers on Sunday Night Football against Tua Tungavailoa and the Miami Dolphins. And shut up a certain social media analyst that's been out there dragging him over the last couple of weeks. So we have to start with that. And it's also nice to see Justin Herbert with his weapons back. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams showing up in a big way for Herbert and company. But we'll also talk about the best defensive performance of the year. I feel feel very confident saying that, especially when one of the touchdowns went the way it did. More Chargers wackiness. I mean, there had to be some weirdness to this game. Onside kick, crazy fumble touchdown. We'll get into all of that, but we'll also talk about just what this Chargers win means for them going forward. The biggest win in the Brandon Staley era, a giant call by Brandon Staley in the first half that paid dividends through the rest of the game and kept the momentum on their side. And so much more. But today's episode of Locked On Chargers is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code Locked On. Well, David, I said at the beginning of the show, keep Justin Herbert's name out of your mouth. And I think he did exactly that. And it probably, you know, showed the entire country that, hey, Maybe he's been missing some guys. Hey, maybe this dude has been excellent all along. Justin Herbert just got the Chargers their biggest win of the season, David, and he did it in stellar fashion. He certainly did. And man, was it nice to have Justin Herbert out there with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen to throw the football to you. What do you know? It makes a big difference when you have your major weapons out there on the field. Justin Herbert showed tonight why he is so phenomenal. There's no throw he can't make. There is nothing he can't do. He was in rare form tonight, and the Chargers needed it the most. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, credit to the Chargers offense and Joe Lombardi. Somewhat, I mean, there's still, I mean, offensive law in the third half that we'll talk about for sure, but like, Doing what we wanted them to do last week, getting Herbert out on the move. Justin Herbert also just being insane with his pocket presence. There was a play where he checked down Austin Eckler for like 20 yards, but he was looking to load up. And the fact that somehow he felt the rusher behind him, who absolutely would have stripped it, is insane to me. But yes, you talk about the the giant throw to Mike Williams, throws on the run, the touchdown throw. I mean, he made all the plays, picked up a first down with his legs and gave a little Phillip Rivers first down arrow. I love that, You know what man. I mean? I first down arm going forward. I mean, he was showing... A little bit of swagger tonight. I mean, we know that he doesn't hear a lot on social media, but this one definitely seemed like it meant more to him. But all in all, 367 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, 
all while being under pressure still the entire night, David. I mean, he was masterful in the pocket. He had that one little pitch play, too, that picks up a first down. I mean, he was just fantastic. And maybe most importantly, it shuts up the haters, right? I mean, there have been so many people waiting for this opportunity, seemingly waiting to pounce on Justin Herbert when he was put behind the most severe of obstacles, right, with his biggest weapons being out. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen played their first game together and finished their first game together this season in this game. But now some people look like clowns, David, and I, we kept quiet about Emmanuel Wacho this entire time, right? We haven't said anything. We let it play out. He put all the stakes on this game. He's the one that said this will determine who's the better quarterback. And now he has to shut his mouth, David, because there's no other way to do it. He has to come out and give a public apology for all the crap that he talked leading up to this game. There was no question who the better quarterback was in this game, Emmanuel Wacho, and there was no question about who the best player on the field was in this game. Absolutely not. Justin Herbert was the best player on the field without question. He was fantastic tonight. And it's time. It's time for Emmanuel Ocho to eat all <laughs> of that crow. And hey, you, I mean, you got to understand he, he was up against it because he said that Justin Herbert was going to be a bust before he was even drafted. And he kept on with this narrative the entire time. And he was just so overjoyed that the Chargers and Justin Herbert were not performing up to the otherworldly standards that he set for himself in the first two years that he was in the NFL. Well, guess what? Justin Herbert is still that dude, and now you got absolutely nothing to say because he outperformed the guy that you've been backing the entire season tonight, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean, and he came into this game with the better team, with the healthier team, with the healthier offensive line, the healthier skill position players. Obviously, Tyreek Hill gets hurt in this game. Jeff Wilson gets hurt in this game. But it, at that point, they had already been dominating, even with a healthy Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. It was it was just a, a, an all-time performance by Justin Herbert in the moment, too, because that's another part of this conversation that's been having – that has happened way too much, frankly, is just, oh, the Justin Herbert's not clutch. He doesn't show up in big moments. Well, you're not going to find many bigger games than this for the Chargers on their schedule. And for them to get this win against that specific quarterback, against that specific team, in the bright lights of primetime after losing back-to-back Sunday night football games a couple of weeks ago, David, I mean, this was just a gigantic win for Justin Herbert. And, like, the thing is, he's been this dude. This has always been him. He's dealt with a ton, first of all, his own injury, right, but injuries to the rest of his teammates as well. But my God, was it nice to see Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field. Mike Williams going for 100-plus. Keenan Allen picking up critical third down after critical third down. This is what this Chargers offense is supposed to look like. They can be better, David, but we all know the difference when those two guys are on the field at the same time. It's just a special connection that Justin Herbert has with these dudes. Mike Williams is going to bring you the big plays. He's going to go up and get the football. That's what he did in this one. Keenan Allen is going to keep the chains moving, and that's what he did half of his catches half of his 12 catches tonight resulted in a first down that is what Keenan Allen does he is an absolute machine and that is what allowed the Chargers to dominate and I mean dominate the time of possession they had held the football over 39 minutes in this game they were 9 of 18 on third down that's a 50% rate that is fantastic the Chargers did a great job of keeping the ball and that's what happens when you have Keenan Allen out there extending drives you got Mike Williams going out there making big plays Seeing those guys back on the field together was so, so nice to see. It's like Christmas morning. That's what you want. That's what you were expecting to see this entire season. We didn't get it, but we're getting it right now when the games matter the most.
Absolutely. And I mean, he still did it while getting sacked four times <laughs> as well, right? He still did it without his right tackle, Trey Pipkins. He still did it without his left tackle, Rashawn Slater. No Donald Parham in this game. Like the Chargers still haven't really even peaked offensively from the guys that they could potentially get back in this offense. And we all see, you know, even with the frustrations that we have, what this offense can do when those guys are back in the field. I mean, if two has shown you anything, right? Weapons are important. And I think Justin Herbert has been elevating his supporting cast all season long. But when you're elevating guys that already play, like guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams do, I mean, that deep ball to, to Mike Williams, I mean, that's so much further and so much harder than it looks. The sideline throw to Mike Williams was great. Put it in a position where you could go get it. The touchdown to Mike Williams was great. A couple of sideline throws to Josh Palmer. That throw who also was a pitched dime. In. That was ridiculous. 100%. Yeah, and like, the thing is, is like now also you see what Josh Palmer is as a third receiver, right? He chips in for like four for 60, and it's like, okay, yeah, some that's big great. Some catches you know? too. He was great. He had some yeah. toe drag swag going on in this game. A couple of Bunch big of toe catches drag swag. where he had to really scrape it across yeah. the, the turf to be able to get those catches, but he did that. I mean, everybody yeah. was clicking. Everyone, when they were given opportunities, they shined tonight. Even Gerald Everett had a couple of, of good hot reads where they had to get the ball out quickly, and he was able to create, which was something we've been clamoring for. This offense sure. looked a lot closer to the offense we were expecting to see all season. Yeah, I mean, don't get me started on the throws behind the line of scrimmage. We're having yeah, a good no, time here, course. David. No, I mean, it was just great to see. He obviously, Gerald ever had the big drop as well, but this Chargers offense, I mean, they were cooking tonight. Justin Herbert had everything going for him. They had him. that swagger, man. They had that totally. swagger. They, they had that swagger, and they, they got it back in this game, and they did it against a good team. So it was great to see that, but – there was one thing, if I'm making a manual watch eat crow, I need to eat crow about it. And that is, I didn't think there was any way the Chargers defense could do what they did without their star player in the heartbeat of that defense. Derwin James, what did they go out there and do? They had their best performance of the season. One of their best performances under Brandon Staley. Maybe their best under Brandon Staley ever. So we have to talk about that. Michael Davis having a breakout game and fixing two things that had killed them all season while throttling to a Tonga Vailoa and company. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. Right now, guys, I would love to go to Turo, you know, rent a nice little Tesla, rent a nice little Mercedes Benz, get one of them, you know, share a car with someone and just roll up right to the studios of Emmanuel Acho and say, what's up now? You know, that would be great. But that's what you can do with Turo. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or any budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada and Australia. You can book a spacious SUV or minivan with a family road trip or get a classic luxury car for a special event like today, birthday or holiday, or you can just find an affordable car. If you're on a budget that you just need to get to A to B, you can find that at Turo as well, you, or you can just test drive that new electric vehicle. And sometimes the Turo host can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms and conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. I also need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcast. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on the field, but off of it, we rarely know the grind and the path to greatness. Each episode in interviews Olympic medalists, NFL stars, and business leaders. Maybe he wants to get Justin Herbert on the broadcast or on the show, you know, after this big performance. That's what I would love to see. Here, two-time Super Bowl champion MVP Von Miller to deliver sharp insights about performing at the highest level in moments of extreme pressure like Justin Herbert did tonight. Hosts will swap stories and share proven mental techniques that have gotten the world's most elite performers across the finish line and beyond. Head over to Lockdown Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series anywhere you get your podcast from. Available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. 
Well, David, we started with Justin Herbert, and that was the place to start, especially with all the talk going into this one. But the Chargers don't win this game without a dominant performance by their defense. Don't let the final score really fool you in this one, right? You had a 50-plus yard Tyreek Hill picking up a fumble and running at him for a touchdown on a nice strip by Elohi Gilman. And you also have, you know, some garbage time stuff at the end where they tack on a field goal and never really threatened at the end of the game either. This was a great performance by this Chargers defense, David. Maybe the best they've ever had under Brandon Staley. The game plan was perfect. They took keys away from what the San Francisco 49ers did, right, which is why easier said than done because everyone can see it. It's another thing to implement it. They pressed the wide receivers at the line of scrimmage, and they held Tua, right, the guy that was supposed to be better than – I don't want to drag Tua. Tua is good and is still going to be good. But this defense held Tua, who had been one of the best quarterbacks in the league so far, 10 of 28 passing, 145 yards, a QBR of 24.7, David, and a passer rating that was under 50 in this game. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous what this Chargers defense was able to do without their best players, Derwin James and Joey Bosa. 36% completion percentage for Tua in this game. It is the lowest in his professional career and his college career by a mile. It is unbelievable what the Chargers defense was able to do in this game. You have to take your hat off and tip it to Brandon Staley for having the single best game plan he has ever crafted and created for a Chargers football yeah. team. It happened tonight against yeah. the Miami Dolphins. They took away the middle of the football field, which is something that Tua was trying to uh, to we talked about take it all advantage week. Yeah. of. Yeah. We talked about it all week, and we knew that it was somewhere that he was going to try to go. That He did try to go there, and there was nothing there. The Chargers' defense was all over them. They couldn't run the football because they got behind. They were on the field constantly. My goodness, it was fantastic what the Chargers' defense did to Tua, and that offense completely shut them down, something we never expected to see. That was a phenomenal performance by the Chargers' defense. I was honestly sweating. I was trying to think of, you know, Brian Fitzpatrick might come off the bench and try to save the Dolphins in this one. But no, I mean, it was a great performance by the Chargers defense. Brian Fitzpatrick's not walking through those doors. It it was just great to see. I mean, it, there was no reason for us to think the Chargers defense could pull out a performance like this. I yeah. mean, with what they had done this season, missing Derwin James and Bryce Callahan, who had been their most, most consistent corner all season long, right? Those guys got a week to rest. The Chargers pulled it off anyways, right? And it was just so great to see them be able to implement that game plan and sustain it, yeah. right? They did it for an entire game. And they don't have this performance without Michael Davis because, yes, I know everyone's like, didn't Michael Davis give up a 50-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill? He absolutely did, and I still think it might have been the best game of his entire career. He was getting tasked with one-on-one -on -one coverage with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle down the sideline the entire game. Even when the game was a nine-point game at the end of it and the Dolphins were looking for a quick score, right, they throw to Jalen Waddle down the sideline Michael Davis is the only guy in that area code. It's one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. right? Man-to-man yeah. -man coverage down the field. They pressed their receivers. They did what they needed to do. Michael Davis, over this last, what, three, four weeks, David? I mean, he continues to impress. It is not just him, but to me, he was one of the breakout players in this game. Michael Davis played his most complete football game of his NFL career tonight against the Dolphins. 
he was spectacular. And it's yeah. been this way. The last couple of games, you can you can see that confidence. You can see him being in the right place at the right time. And he played with a lot of energy, a lot of swag tonight. And I really feel like that rubbed off on Asante Samuel Jr. And they, they were really feeling it, and they were really playing off of each other. They were feeding off that energy. Oh. That performance was fantastic. Michael Davis was instrumental in the Chargers' success because of that crazy assignment the chargers did such a good job of jamming tyreek hill and jalen waddle at the line of scrimmage not right. letting them get off and let them you know and initiate their track speed that yeah. was such a crucial element to this game plan that the chargers they really just executed to perfection yeah and i mean the thing is is so much of that dolphins offense is rhythm based and timing based and when you throw yeah. over the middle of the field you have to make sure your timing is perfect or else it's going to get picked off. That's why not more quarterbacks are just thrown. You know, if you throw it high, it gets picked off. Like the yep. Chargers should have picked off a pass, you know, oh, by two. Kenneth Murray had a chance at one early it's in the game gift. where he just floated one up. I mean, it was super impressive what they did in this game. And I also have to send a, a shout out to Ja Taylor, right? We didn't oh, know who was going to come in in the slot with Bryce Callahan going out of this game with a groin injury, right? Here comes a little seventh round pick or sixth round pick, Jasir Taylor, right? Who comes in. And performed super admirably. I know, yeah, I mean, you could never have guessed that performance He's, would come. He from really you. flashed. He really yeah. flashed, man. Like he was everywhere. He he blitzed. He had a great coverage. He was a fantastic tackler. That's something we were talking about before we yeah. started recording the show. He really added that element. And and Brandon Staley said that this defense was really connected tonight. And I mm -hmm. think you saw that. And I think Jasir Taylor and the way he played was a big part of that. Yeah, I think it's a huge moment for all these young dudes because Derwin James is just a dude that's not going to slow you down, right? Now you can build off this and add him back into the mix potentially next week, right? And I think the two things for me, David, that really set the defense apart in this game, two things we've been clamoring for all season and really plagued them, run defense steps up and they got off the field on third downs. I know if you look at the box score, it's going to say, you know, the Dolphins are close to 100 yards rushing and they're averaging, you know, 4.8 yards per carry, which still under 100 yards is still a major feat by this Chargers defense for sure. But 16 carries for 64 yards by the Dolphins running backs. That's four yards per carry in this one, which you'll take every single day of the week if you're the Chargers oh, yeah. defense. And the Dolphins were three of 11 on third down, David. That's the game right there. That, that's how you win games. That's how you show that you can be a good defense. That's how you do it. It is exactly how you do it, and the reason why they had so much, so much success getting off the field on third down is because they had a lot of negative and no-gain plays yeah. on first and second down. They were so, so good at that. This was the first time that the Chargers defense held any opponent under 100 yards rushing since week six of this <laughs> NFL season. That is unbelievable, but that is what it ha that's what happened in this performance. The pass defense was fantastic. The run defense was fantastic. The performance was great. The plan was fantastic. And they went out there and they executed it to perfection. Yeah. And I mean, how about the tackling? How about that tackling showing up in great. this game when you absolutely needed it to? I mean, I think I like I'm thinking back through the game. and I don't remember a lot of missed tackles. And that's something you can't say almost after any of the games for the Chargers this season. They're one of the worst tackling teams of the year and i mean yeah. you had young guys stepping up guys in the secondary nazir adderley deserves a shout out for this game yes, he does Chloe gilman got a lot of play in this game he did well it, it's hard to find that the bad spots for this chargers defense david i mean going up against that explosive of an offense and holding them to what they did i'm super impressed and that's one thing about this game to me 
it's much more than just a big win, a much more than just a big, you know, conference win against a good conference team and the Dolphins. It's a win that gives you hope, right? Oh, yeah. It's a win that shows you we can beat good teams and we do have a chance down the stretch to make the playoffs. Because as we're talking about it right now, David, the Chargers are the seventh team in the AFC in a playoff spot. They now control their own destiny. So we'll talk about the importance of this gigantic win, a gigantic call by Brandon Staley and what comes next coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, about my favorite daily fantasy app. And of course, I'm talking about Price Picks. Price Picks is changing daily fantasy because at Price Picks, all you have to do is pick two to five players. If they go or score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you win. For example, if you had taken Justin Herbert more than 290 passing yards in this game, you won, right? Especially if you paired it with some Keenan Allen, maybe some Austin Eckler in this game as well. But that's what you do, and that's what I love it. You're not picking a lineup and having some other dude that you can't see pick an almost identical lineup. It's you. Versus the prize picks projections, you get to go through, find the good matchups that you're looking for, and win. I mean, that's all you have to do. David, doing pretty good at that as well. I mean, picked up a nice one tonight for this game specifically, but it's a lot of fun, and you can do it for pretty much any sport out there as well, and it's operational in over 30 states and Canada. And they always have fast and safe withdrawals, which is important. But download the prize picks app right now or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if they use the promo code locked on. If you put in $100, they'll give you $100. If you put in $50, they'll give you $50. If you deposit $100, make sure you guys use that promo code locked on so you can get that $100 match right now at pricepix.com. Well, David, it's hard to totally put this win in perspective right now, and the Chargers still have a lot of work to do. But most importantly, they get to 7-6 and on the season. And... They also won a game we didn't expect them to win, right? <laughs> I mean, I picked them to lose by nine or 10 points in this game. You picked them to lose in this game, but that's what everything kind of screamed at. I mean, the Dolphins did have a tough game against a very, very good 49ers defense, but they were slicing people up for the most part, and they had beat some good teams on their schedule so far this year too. Now, David, the Chargers are really back in the thick of it. I know people have been you know, complaining about us talking about the playoffs and how they're still alive. Right now, the Chargers are in the playoffs, David. This is one of the biggest wins not only of the season, to me, it's the biggest win of Brandon Staley's career. I mean, you can go back and look at the Chiefs win last year, right? That was week three. I know it's against Patrick Mahomes, right? To get this win, missing the players that you were missing, it's huge, David. And not only that, you get hope. And, and, and you know, Chargers fans, you have to be careful when they give you a little hope because they can take it away as well. But this is the kind of pivotal win, David, that makes you feel a little differently about this team, makes you feel a little bit differently about this coaching staff, at least performing in big games like it did tonight and giving the Chargers a chance to get Justin Herbert his first playoff. This win was monumental. It was the biggest win of Brandon Staley's career because of when it happened. Like you said, this game basically against the Dolphins, in my opinion, was win or you go home. You're done with the playoffs conceivably. I know not mathematically, but you had to. You had to win either one of these next two games yeah. because like these are the tough opponents. And, you know, if you wanted to have any kind of inkling of making to make it to the playoffs, you had to get one of these. They beat the Dolphins. This is that signature win. This is the win that can propel you forward going into the rest of your season. This is the one where it says, oh, you didn't beat any, anybody good this season. Yeah, you have. Now they yeah. have. They have beat the Dolphins, a clearly good football team. And 
I feel like this is the type of game, the type of win that gives you the momentum to go win the rest of your games. Not saying that they're going to do that, but this is the type of win that can help you get that inspiration, that motivation to go out there and win. I mean, especially doing it after the last game that they dropped, right? To have that game against the Raiders. I mean, it's hard to remember now, but Brandon Staley came out with a great defensive game plan in that game, too. They throttled the Raiders early on. They just weren't able to sustain it. And that's the other thing about Brandon Staley. Not only right does he get his biggest win of his career, probably the best game plan he's ever drawn up, like you were talking about before. Absolutely. And the call, David, before halftime. I mean, the thing was, is we wanted him to be aggressive and wanted to stay with it because at least that was part of the Chargers' identity. Early on, they're in the red zone. They come up empty, which is terrible, right? You want points on the board, but you also know you need to score touchdowns against this Dolphins offense, or at least we thought because we didn't think the Chargers' defense would be able to hold on, right? But also, right before halftime, you have a chance to come up empty again. You go for it on fourth fourth and goal. You run the ball, you out physical them, and you score a touchdown right before the halftime. So instead of you know going into half with a meager lead, you go into half with all the momentum and a ten point deficit, knowing that you're one of the worst third quarter teams in the league. And that did not change in this one. They were horrendous in the third quarter again. That was a really really ballsy call. I'm I am not gonna lie. That yeah. one was one I was unsure of. I mean, I feel like they they needed to do it. They needed to, to score a touchdown Still there. Scary, though. Yeah, it was very it was terrifying because you've seen them do that multiple times before and then fall short. But yeah. not this time. They you know they they put the fullback in there and they run Austin Eckler right behind him and he absolutely would not be denied. He gets into the end zone for a massive, super clutch, very crucial touchdown that the Chargers ultimately needed, which ended up being the difference in this game. Yeah, I mean, if they don't get that, that's zero points, right? I mean, then you go into halftime with a three-point lead. You're not feeling very good about that, especially because you know how much it could have been, right? And that's the other crazy thing about this offense in Justin Herbert, right, is like this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like this offense can get so much better. Like you still come away with this game a little bit frustrated with the play calling. Two for six inside the red zone is not going to be good teams consistently. That is something they have to work out. The last drive is a little bit different. Obviously, you know, you get a field goal to make it a two-possession game. That's big. But it was still a little dicey getting to that moment for sure, especially with fumbling, right, (laughs) Justin? I mean, God, the craziness of this game, right? Even a game where they totally dominated. You have Justin Herbert fumbling it and collecting it when the Chargers are up by six late in the fourth quarter, just sticking there and putting his body on the line, right, and getting into that pile, bringing that ball back. And can we give a shout out to Nick Neiman, right? Because Josh Palmer with the crazy hands, who's been catching everything, making crazy toe tap catches over the last two weeks. He gets the ball kicked right at him on the onside kick team, the hands team, which is ironic in this case, when your guy drops it, (laughs) Nick Neiman waits to see the ball pop out of the pile, jumps on it and recovers it. He didn't take it to the kill. I know. But what about the Chargers special teams coming up with another huge play again? And, I mean, in this game, Cameron Dicker was great. Ice in his veins for Dicker, the kicker. Another good punt return to set up the Chargers offense with good field position. The special teams continues to be a difference maker for the Chargers, which still feels almost criminally illegal to say because of how bad their special teams unit has been in the past. But this year, they have been a true weapon. They have been a big asset. They have been a difference maker. It's been amazing to see that. 100%. But going back to the offense real quick, I mean, it still feels like, you know, there was more innovation in this game. There was more game planning. It was a better game plan by Joe Lombardi in this game. But you still come out of halftime, right? And, like, the Chargers have struggled to separate. 
Yeah. They did it a little bit at the very end, right? But we haven't seen it from them very often. They had multiple chances, a lot of chances in the second half where they could have put this game away. And it's not going to be pretty the entire game. I get that. But the first drive of the second half, you take a wild delay of game where everyone's just standing around. That was one what of the weirdest things. In the- I don't know. I guess Will Clapp was in. I had heard maybe thinking it was an extra offensive lineman. I don't know if they thought they were going to get 12. In the hunt. I don't know what they thought was going to happen, but that was terrible. And they end up coming up just short on third down. Second drive, Gerald Everett drops a 16-yard catch on second and 17. Huge. They come up just short on third down. Third drive, you get a huge Mike Williams 50-yard gain. Great throw by Justin Herbert. Miss that. Miss that. A wild penalty ends up setting you back in the red zone. You start going backwards. Corey Lindsley gets called for an illegal snap, basically, because he doesn't pause after he puts the ball on the ground. Josh Palmer was wide open. He would have had oh, a walk-in touchdown. Absolutely. It would have been, I mean, it would have been a really big play. But you end up settling for three points. And then the fourth drive, this may be the most infuriating one, a nine-yard pass to Gerald Everett. So you get second and one, right? We know with the Chargers offense, if they can get one or two first downs, they're usually putting up points. It's almost always the same oh, way, yeah. or they got three and out. There's no in between. Yeah, right. Fourth, I mean, that's why it's funny. At the end of the game, Justin Herbert throws literally a ball he couldn't have handed to Keenan Allen, who was in tight coverage, right, to get the first first down of that last field goal drive. And he points, he's they like, point he to each looking other. fresh, too, man. He, those legs are looking fresh. Like, like, Justin Herbert, you know, full smiles, pointing at Keenan Allen like that. It was cool. But, like, that's how important getting that first first down is. On that fourth drive coming out of the second half, nine-yard pass to Gerald Everett. Second and one, you run for a two-yard loss or one-and-a-half-yard loss. And then third and three, you throw up behind the line of scrimmage to Keenan Allen. So, like, this offense can get better, David. The other uh, sequence near the goal line, right, where you had one of the failed red zone trips, you throw it behind the line of scrimmage to DeAndre Carter on fourth down. We know what DeAndre Carter is. You should know your personnel better than that to trust him to make a man miss on the outside like that. Just not what his game is when he's running horizontally like that. And then you have, you know, that sequence there where on a big giant third down, a crucial third down, you're not letting Justin Herbert, who we just saw what he can do, throw the ball past the sticks on third down. So even with as nice of a performance, even with Justin Herbert showing how elite he is, they can be so much better. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. There are still improvements that need to be made. I mean, hopefully they can get some guys back healthy on the offensive line. That would be really, really nice. Obviously, we'll, we'll see. Maybe even Rashawn Slater out of nowhere. Hey, hey, maybe we are getting closer and closer to that. Maybe being an eventuality to being a possibility, which would be fantastic. But yes, this offense can definitely continue to go places because they could run the football better. They can continue to move the pocket, not just to get to the red zone, but in the red zone. They can single up on Mike Williams in the red zone one on one. I mean, throw it up to him. Give him, give him a chance. I mean, you see what happens when you do that. Good things happen when you target him in those situations. So, yes, this Chargers offense is far from perfect. They are not a complete unit, but they were a lot closer to what they can be tonight. And that's why Joe Lombardi gets some credit for this game because there was some good things he did, some really good things. But also why you still feel like he hasn't totally acquitted himself because you see how good Justin Herbert is. You see what they can do with these three weapons back on the field. And it should look better than the 20 point, 23 points that they put up in this game. It yeah. just should. It should look better than that. They should have put this team away much earlier. And obviously, we're nitpicking here. It was a gigantic win for the Chargers. Either way, yes. this offense can be so much more. This offense can be borderline unstoppable with you know some maybe minor personnel adjustments in the offseason. And tomorrow, we'll talk about maybe even getting some reinforcements back. Because there are reports out there that Joey Bosa could be back with this team this week. Right. And start practicing again. How big would that be for this Chargers defense? You could get Derwin James back soon. You could get Sebastian Joseph Day, Bryce Callahan back soon. There are reports that somehow the freak known as Rashawn Slater has been working to try to make a push to come back before the end of the season. 
Chargers told us to wait for these reinforcements. It's been a long time and a very bumpy road along the way, but they could be getting some of these guys back. And I'll tell you one thing, Justin Herbert is not a quarterback I would want to play against if I'm seeing that team in the playoffs. Just no chance. So make sure you guys are back here tomorrow with Buy or Sell with the biggest Chargers storylines and overreactions. And to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. Follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And make sure to follow us on all of our social media because we post the show to all of our social media every day. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogenmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find our Locked On Chargers Facebook page, and we're at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. What a gigantic win. What a fun post-game show for this one. Thank you to everyone for making us your first listen today. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. I'm sure talking about giant games every day like this Chargers games, but you can also get the take of the day and so much other good stuff, and you can find that wherever you get your podcast from because we are free and available every day. We will be back with you guys tomorrow as always. What a big win, David. Thank you guys again for tuning into this Chargers postgame show as we do every week, and we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.